Psalms 1, 1 through 6. Amen. And it reads, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinner in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. Man, I have something for you on today, man. I'm going to ask if you would, you can be seated, amen. Man of God, I have something to say unto you this day, amen. A man of God is a man who pursues righteousness and strives to live according to the word of God, Amen. He's not perfect by any way, by any means, amen, but he strives to be all God has called him to be, and that is to be faithful and committed, amen, to be honorable before the Lord. And you know, as I sat in pastor's office, Father God shared something with me, and I want to go back to verse 3, amen. And it says, then he shall be like a tree planted by the river, by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Man of God, God has called you to be strong, amen. He has set you in a place where he can minister unto you, amen where you can be fed and you can feed others, amen? But as you do this, he says that he will continue to feed you, that you may feed others, amen? And I have to say this. I've had the honor to see this firsthand, amen, with our pastor, and with my late bishop, Bishop Holmes, to see great men of God, amen, and to see how honorable it was to be in their presence, amen. And that goes out to the men in the congregation today, amen. I see a lot of good men, and God is calling us to stand up and to stand strong, amen. And I see a lot of men here that have been a blessing unto me, been a blessing unto my family, a blessing unto their family. Strong men that take care of their responsibilities and do the thing that God has called them to do, amen? 
A man's character is marked by his love for God first. Amen. The Bible says he walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Though we, saints, brothers, fathers, were once so, amen, because we were those ungodly, amen, but God saw fit that it was time for us to move, amen. But like Lot, who left the city, who left the world and separated ourselves from the unholy and the profane in the world, amen. It takes a real man to do that, to stand up and to lead the things of the world, amen. As a man of God, we delight ourselves in the law of the Lord, amen. The safety of our walk depends upon ways which we have chosen and were not forced to do. No man was forced to do what he's doing now, amen. It was a choice, amen. And Father God allowed men to make that choice, to step out of the world and to step into his glory. Amen. And I see that constantly and consistently in my pastor, Big L. I see that, Brother Marcus. Amen. I see that. And growing up as a young man in Detroit, one thing I've always desired was to have a father that I could just talk to. A father I could do things with. I never had that. Amen. But when I see pastor, when I see my bishop, when I see Marcus, when I see Big L, when I see Brother Lauren, and I see the things that you do consistently for your families, when I look at that, all I asked for growing up was that. I didn't ask for anything else. I just wanted a man, a father, to spend time with. Amen. But one year I realized this. Father God said, I am your father. You can spend as much time with me as you want. I'm always here for you. I'm always here to talk to you. No matter how late or early it is, I am always here for you. Amen. So I tell the, the children of the congregation, love on your father. Amen. Love on your fathers, amen, because God has blessed you to see something that I wish I had grown up with, amen. And that is a faithful man, amen. As men, we are a reflection to our creator, amen. We reveal God to the world and to our families, amen. That's what he's called us to do. And one thing I want to say to the men on today is this. God has given us a responsibility, Amen. God has given us a responsibility, but yet many men have run from it. Amen. Many men have run from the responsibility. Amen. Men are there to do the deed, but forsake to take care of the need and stand up to the responsibility. Amen. One of the first things God gave man after crafting him out of the substance of the earth and placed him in the garden was what? Responsibility. Amen. He gave man responsibility to take care of the plants and the trees therein. God started man off with responsibility. Amen? Responsible men are able to guide and provide for the people under their care. Amen? 
and, and I say this, and I'm not knocking anyone, because it takes for some, you know, they always say for men, it takes a long time for us to mature. Women mature a lot faster than we do. Amen? And my wife is, she'll let you know. Amen? And I tell my wife this. Because sometimes she gets on me and tells me to calm down, stop doing that, and this and that. But I tell her, I say it sometimes, and I'm saying this as for myself. Amen? I'm not knocking any other brother in here, but I say this for myself. And I tell my wife this. Some men are nothing but big kids. Amen? And I say that, Pastor, <laughs> in all sincerity. I do things with my school children on the bus that if they ever looked at the cameras on the bus, we singing on the bus, we dancing on the bus. Lord, I hope they ain't seeing this. But I, calm, I have to calm myself down sometimes because I get so wrapped up in it because I'm having so much fun. Because as I do that to mine and as I do that to mine, those are the things that I wanted growing up. I wanted to have that, come on, Dad, let's go outside and let's throw the football. Come on, Dad, let's go to the field and let's hit some balls or something like that. I didn't have that, so I shared that with mine. Even though my daughter Nicole will tell me sometimes, you play too much and you get on my nerves. Amen? <laughs> and she's only been in the house for so long. Amen? But as a father, as a provider, as a husband, I want to do all those things to where when my daughters do decide to go out and get married, that they know what to expect in a man of God. Amen? See, we teach them. We train them. But the thing is this. You can only do so much teaching and so much training because the thing is, no matter what you put in your children, it's not immediately going to happen. Amen? They got to go through some stuff in order for it to come out. Amen. They have to be put in situations to see the things that you've said over the years. Okay, now I see what mom and dad was talking about. Amen. When Adam and Eve committed sin in the garden, God asked Adam, where are you? He didn't ask for the woman. You know why? Because it was man's responsibility. He didn't ask for the woman, and me and my wife go about that all the time because I can't say this because I don't want some of the sisters looking at me after church like I should get him now. I don't want that, hey, man. But I told my wife, I said this. I said, man was doing real good in the garden by itself until. <laughs> Adam, where are you? Amen. God did not ask for Eve first because God accepted man to carry leadership and responsibility. Amen. And it's the same thing with us on today, man. God is looking for responsible men. Amen. A man cannot be a good leader if he is not first a good follower of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You cannot lead your home if you are not led by the Lord. Amen. That means that in every man's job to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is our job to lead our children. Amen. That's our job. 
Now, I know in many households, there's single women, amen, and they try to do the best that they can, amen, like my mom, raising seven by herself. But one thing she instilled in us was the love of the Lord, amen. That is one thing she instilled in us that I can say, amen. But, man, it is time. And I say this because I say this because I want you. I know we have faithful men in here. I know we have faithful men in here, but I say this for you to go out and share it with those that don't even know about it. Amen. Women, I want you to hear what I'm saying, because these are the things that you need to look to and to know what. Amen. Men already in men and he already know what they need to do and they've done what they needed to do. But they have to continue to follow what God has called them to do. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes. He's pleased with what I said, amen? Thank you, Lord God, amen? God called men he knew would be responsible, not in the beginning. And when I say not in the beginning because of this, God has called many of us to do something. Well, did we respond to it right away? Absolutely not, amen? In the beginning, because all we had was questions. Lord, is it me? Why is it me? When do you want me to do it? And I don't know if I can do it, Lord God. See, many times we put ourselves in the way of what God has called us to do. And it's not about you, amen? Because if he called you to do it, he's going to give you what you need to do it, amen? God gave Moses a responsibility and Moses, Moses questioned, amen? That is the first thing out of the mouth of man. Why? What? When and why do I have to do it, amen? Moses, because of this, and because of the things that we've gone through, all were flawed, amen? Because the first thing we want to do is question God, amen? But God acknowledged his purpose through even the worst of them, amen? The people that God called weren't the greatest, weren't the richest, weren't the most uh, eloquent in speech, amen? Paul considered himself the worst of the sinners, amen? And Paul wrote most of the New Testament, amen? But he considered himself the worst of the sinners. Amen. Paul never lifted or elevated himself above what God has called him to do. Amen. This is because Paul had persecuted Christians before his conversion to Christianity. However, it is important for us to understand this. Not to be taken literally what Paul was saying. Amen. Because sometimes we feel that we're not worthy to receive what Father God has called us to do. Amen? And many times in our hearts, we talk ourselves out of things that God has called us to do. People always say, well, why won't you do this? Why? We need to get out of our own way. Amen? Because when God has called us, we need to move out of the way and allow God to do what he needs to do in our lives. Amen? But but rather, it is in a way for Paul to emphasize the magnitude of God's grace and mercy, mercy, which he experienced firsthand. Everything that Paul did against those, the Christians, the persecution, the jailing, amen? But God showed mercy and grace unto him to allow him to do what he called him to do, amen? Now, you know that every man called didn't know what they were doing amen but God called them 
When God calls you, do you ask what? Why? As a child, let me ask you this. When your mother called you, did you come or did you question her? That's the answer right there. But see, the thing is, God's mercy and grace, we didn't have to, Lord, you call me, why? Now, I've seen some stuff where when your parents called you and you didn't come, when they did come, you had something coming. But the children today, son, come here. What do you want? No. No, no. I, I, I saw a young lady on uh, <laughs> Facebook the other day talking to her grandmother. And she told her grandmother, if you would get up and do this for me and this and that and this and that and this and that. And the next thing you know, the camera went off. <laughs> and you saw the grandmother looking up at her saying, don't, don't do that. She said, I'm old school. I don't play that stuff. See, parents of the day parents of the day, they allow some of that stuff. But back in the day, it was none of that stuff. Many have no idea they were capable of doing what God has called them to do. But because you don't know, you don't run. Amen? When God calls you, don't run, which many people do, because I don't want to do what he's calling me to do. And whatever he's calling me to do, I already know I can't do it. Amen? But some run because they knew what they had to do. Look at the story of Jonah. He knew what he had to do, but he ran anyway. Amen? And that's what's going on in society today. Many people are called to do something, but they run because they don't know what to do. And some know what they have to do, and they don't want to do it. Amen? Because you don't know doesn't mean you can't ask. Amen? It doesn't mean that... Uh, like the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Lord, well, what do you want me to do? What would you have me to do? You ain't going to never hear nobody say that. Lord, what would you have me to do? Because if you tell that to God, he's going to have something for you to do. Amen? Asking questions and asking for help doesn't make a man weak. That is another misconception in life. Amen? They say so many men are struggling right now because they're scared to ask for help. And when they do ask for help, they're looked at as being a weak man. That is a lie straight from the enemy, amen? Scared to ask for help. And I had that mentality when I was younger where I could do everything by myself. As long as I'm physical in my body, I don't need no help from nobody. I can do what I need to do. But when you get in a situation... Pride falls, amen. The enemy wants you to think you can do it in your own power, amen. And that's how it was for me. The enemy had me thinking, I can do, I don't need nobody. I can do all this by myself. I don't need to ask nobody. I don't need to look to nobody. I can do all this by myself. Until you fall into that situation, you're going to learn how to ask for help, amen. Men don't think that it's a weakness because you ask for help. You ask for instructions. You ask questions. 
when God called Moses, Moses asked for help, and, and he gets it, amen? He appointed 70 other people, 70 other leaders to help him guide and teach and lead the people. He does not have to carry the burden alone, amen? Moses had to ask for help. The same one that parted the Red Sea had to ask for help. So what makes you think that we can't ask for help, amen? Man, it's not a weakness, amen? God gives instructions to man. Our responsibility as men, according to the Bible, is to be the head. A man must carry out the responsibilities that God has assigned unto him. Father God will never give without instructions. God is never going to call you to do something and not give you instructions on how to do it. That doesn't even make sense. I want you to go out. That's just like me telling Adeline, go out there and drive that car. She might be able to. But if I told her to go out there and drive that car, would she be able to without instructions? Probably not. My nephew did that one day. Got in the car. Six years old, got in the car. Started it up, put it in reverse, and ran into the neighbor's yard. He wasn't instructed to do that, and he had no instructions on how to do it. But he did it, but it was a consequence after what he did, amen? The Bible gives instructions of the duty that a man must do, the responsibilities of a man, not only what he should do for his family, but also what he should be able to do in every aspect of his life, amen? We have the manual, we have God's word to instruct us on everything that we need to do in life, man. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. The man of God is required to lead his household in the way of God Almighty by exercising self-control, patience, love, kindness, charity, and wisdom. Amen. This is a reflection on God in the household. Amen. Men, is this what you're showing in the household? Ladies, I want you to share this with someone that needs to hear it. Because if you're not seeing this in a household, there's a problem, amen? Self-control, patience, love, kindness. Ephesians 5.23 tells us this. We get ready to get to the husbands now. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. So when the world sees that, what does that mean? Woman, I'm the head of you. What I tell you to do, that's how it's going to be. That's what the world sees. L, don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> he got that look on his face. Don't get yourself in trouble. See, it, 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 look, look, let me tell you this. It's easy and it's fun to do that when your wife's not around. Like, Lauren, I'm always calling me, telling me, oh, you need to get your permission from your wife and this and that. When my wife ain't around... I don't need to do nothing. I do whatever I want to do, and that's how that is. That's how that's going to be. You know, my brother tries to do that to me, Pastor. 
he'll call me, start talking stuff, start talking stuff. And he'll say, go ahead and say that again. But I know what he's doing. He's on the other line with a recorder. Because my brother tries to get me in trouble with my wife, amen? Having me speak ill words about my wife as far as, ah, no, bro, I ain't doing that. Uh Uh-uh. No, tell your wife what she's going to do in this. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not doing that. See, that's the world. Amen? Get it, get it, get it together, brothers. Amen? Get it together. Amen? Because we are godly men and we speak to our wives with respect and love and kindness. Amen? Being a husband entails a great deal of responsibility to successfully handle the responsibilities and expectation that God has set on our spouse. It takes a character that has been molded by God and the process of ongoing improvement. And believe me, me and my wife are going on 20 years now, and it's an ongoing process. <laughs> Just when you think you got it. <laughs> Ooh, you know, and that's another thing. We, are you prepared for marriage? Thank goodness for these two over here. Thank you, Jesus, for these two over here. Because the thing is, is, Pastor, y'all, ooh, y'all showed me some stuff and prepared me for some stuff. Amen. Because, wow. And I'm going to tell you this, young people, if you are not ready, if your mind is not right, and and if you are not following Christ Jesus, That is not the thing for you, amen? You have to be totally prepared for what God has called you to do, not what man, oh, y'all need to go ahead and get married. Did did God tell you to do that? And see, many people give up on it, Pastor, because it was never meant to be, amen? But with all that, this includes family and society as a whole. It is a critical to understand the biblical responsibilities of a man. Man, we got a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. And it's never over and it never ends. When Nia moved out and moved into her dorm, the girl is terrified of spiders. And I told her, you can't call daddy. I'm 45 minutes away. I can't help you. So I don't know what you're going to do. But men, our responsibility never ends. Amen? You can't sit back and say, okay, I did everything that I needed to do. It's never over. It's never over. As long as you have children, it's never over. As long as you have responsibility, it's never over. Amen? The main goal of a husband and father's leadership should be to lead the family in the proper direction. Amen? See, we as men of God, we're in the household, and we got to prepare our children when they do go out which way they should go. Amen? Because if you don't, there's many other ways out there that will try to show them the ways that they should go too. Amen? The main goal of a husband and father in leadership, we are to lead them. Amen? Men of God are expected to provide for their children and to teach them about God. Amen? Men are expected to be responsible and accountable to God for their actions. Amen. 
To know what a true man is, you need look no further than the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As a son of man, Jesus is the epitome of manhood. The perfect example of what true maturity looks like. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and lived in complete dependence of his father. Amen. Are we doing that? I'm talking to myself. Obedient to the will of God. Christ fully displayed all the fruits of the spirit. Amen. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Amen. A true man of God will show evidence of these works of the spirit as well. When people see you, are you reflecting Christ Jesus? Amen. Men of God. We are in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation, amen? 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. We are to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything, everything in love, Amen? And I know sometimes it's hard because we allow our flesh to rise up. Amen. Now, according to these verses, a true man is against any danger. He's faithful to the truth, brave to the face in opposition, persistent through trial, and above all, loving unto his family. Amen. Saints, I can tell you, I love the Lord, amen. I love the Lord. And I can say that God has just truly been doing things in my life, and he continues to do it, amen. Where you think you're done and finished, God still has work for you to do, amen. The man loves the Lord. He loves his life. He loves those whom the Lord has entrusted to his care. A man cannot be a good leader if he is not first a good follower and cannot lead his house if he is not led by the Lord. Amen. That means that in every man's job to be an apostle or a disciple of Christ, we have to be the priests of our house. Amen. We have to be the ones doing what needs to be done as a father, as a man of God. Amen. A man of God has to live up to his faith in front of his wife and children. Amen. In 1 Timothy 5 and 8, it says this. It says, but if any provide not for his own and specialized, especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. You know what that means? If you're not taking care of your family, you are worse than an unbeliever. Amen? 
and you call yourself a man of God, you call yourself a Christian, a man who neglects such an important obligation, who does not provide for his family, is worse than an unbeliever because he has proven his lack of love and insincerity of faith. He is like those in the church who claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. Amen? Mm. See, we as men of God have to shine like a bright light in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Amen? People have to see the reflection of God in you. Amen? And when I say that, see the reflection of God in you, Pastor, would you stand up for a minute? I just want, I don't know if you guys have noticed this yet. Because I just think this is hilarious. You know, I, I, I look to my pastor because I love him. I look to him for uh, advice. And I look to him to just, you know, just to be that pastor that I need. But when you walk in and you see you and your pastor are dressed the same way, all I think is I'm doing something right. Amen? I'm doing something right, amen? And the memo was received, amen? So, saints, I'm going to leave you with this last scripture, amen? And Paul leaves this in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Brothers, be strong, because this is for you, amen? It says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. What you are doing for your family, what you are doing for your community, and what you're doing for your friends is not in vain, because what you're doing is pleasing God, amen? Because you are doing what he has called you to do. You are, doing, you, you are doing what he's shown you to do. You are doing what he's expecting you to do. You are taking care of the responsibilities that he has given you in this life. Amen. So men of God, I ask you this and I say this to you. Continue to do the work that God has called you to do. Continue to stand as men of God. Amen. To do all that Father God has placed in your heart to do. Amen. With that said, I turn it back over to the hands of our pastor. Amen. The Lord good.